0: And welcome back to another episode of the Donkey Kong Artist Podcast. The cons of the round table. I don't know. I don't know what podcast we're doing right now. All I don't I know. F-
1: I feel like it's kind of this is kind of our bit. Like just not knowing what the name is at this point. Just we're never going to know.
0: We're never going to know. It's just it's nameless podcast. It's all I know is that it has Donkey Kong artists in there somewhere. All right. All that's that all matters. I know. Yeah. that's all that matters. Well, well hello. I am Edmund Arnold here with, as you knew, Colin Codega. And we are talking my game of the year so far, Spider-Man PlayStation 4. I love how I Ooh. add PlayStation, PlayStation 4 as t- part of the title.
1: Hey, I mean, I was the one on the last when we did our impressions where I said, uh, depending on what system you're playing on. So you know what it happens? It's I think it's just subconsciously you would assume that everyone should have um a right to play this game it's like you know um it's one of our inalienable rights as a part of the u.s constitution is to play this damn spider-man game because it's so good
0: i heard kanye west was running on that platform in 2020 it's the spider-man platform
1: hey you know what there there's worse platforms you can be on that's for sure but um i'm not i'm not really sure what it would do for the country and all but you know that's neither here nor there because uh yeah this hey, is he- a hell of a game
0: it helped mayor Os- uh nor uh, uh it helped mayor osborne did it not
1: well, yeah, hey, that's, that's true. That's true. So you it's, know. it's, it's happened already.
0: It's happened. It's happened. So C- Colin, tell me about your feelings. We both beat it. Uh, you beat it yesterday. I beat it yesterday. You beat oh, it a little bit before me. It,
1: it, yeah. It's What,
0: um, are, so what I, are your overall I, feelings of the story?
1: Well, first and foremost, I think one thing we should definitely be like very adamant about this podcast is going to be full of spoilers. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's uh, right. you are not holding anything back. So this is your only and final warning. If you are listening, we are going to spoil the ending of this game. So this should be for people that have completed the main story. And, uh, yeah, just one thing I thought we should throw out.
0: And we're also going to be talking our favorite recipes at the end. So, you know, make sure you turn in back in at the end to hear our favorite recipes. All right? Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Or you could listen to it at, like, you know, 8x speed. And then you wouldn't understand us, but still listen. So find a good
0: balance. I like that idea. I like that um, idea.
1: Yeah, no, this this i i actually actually am agreeing with you right now this is my game of the year over god of war it's really hard for me to say that because god of war was so special um like i think i may have said this on the last podcast we talked about god of war is that academy award-winning game where i i played it once and i was like you know what i've had my time with god of war and i'm glad i went through it but that that was heavy this game I have never experienced once in my life where I beat a game and immediately kept playing it. I've never had that compulsion ever, and I did that to um, the other day with being Spider Man. So I, I'm I'm assuming your f- feelings are exactly the same for the most part.
0: Yeah, I, I, the game did. Let's. I'm going to be honest. This I was hooked from start to beginning because of the story, and the story is not monumental. It's not you know, earth shattering. It's not doing anything new or anything huge for the Marvel universe, but it was just a good, fast paced, good old fashioned comic book, no holds bars type story. I, and I just enjoyed it from start to finish. I think they captured Peter Parker perfectly. I think he was a hero that she wanted to see win. I I loved him and Mary Jane's partnership. I love what they did with Mary Jane. She was not ever she would never you never had to save mary jane in this she wasn't
1: kirsten dunce no
0: she wasn't um she wasn't what's the word i'm looking for she wasn't
1: the damsel in distress yeah, and you. actually contribute to the story and was like an actual strong character
0: and the only time i think that spider-man had to come to her aid was when she was actually doing a bulk of the work with gathering information so their partnership made sense i like what they did with miles the characters in this game were phenomenal. And I just, I, the whole Octavius, I like what the game did while placing you under his wing in the beginning. And I, I didn't even, like I told you when we first started playing the game, I didn't think they were going to do the Octavius reveal until the second game. I was surprised to see that Octavius was the whole end game.
1: Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting that as well. I definitely saw it as. I, I, w- I don't know. I went back and forth, but I really did go, huh, I think we're actually going to see Norman Osborn be the Green Goblin by the end of the game. That's who you fight, and it leads to the rise of Doc Ock. But um, Octavius was a great, great villain where you can tell his his um, relationship with Peter was so strong. Peter looked up to him like a father and um, yeah, it was just really great to see his slow transformation and listen to his recordings and see the different drawings in his laboratory. And as the game progressed and got a slightly darker tone as the game goes on, it kind of matches the exact transformation of uh, of Octavius. And
0: I'm glad you bring up those recordings because those recordings did, and I really hope anyone who... Well, if you haven't gotten to this part and you're listening to this podcast, you obviously like spoilers, but if you replay this game, I really advise you to go back and listen to those audio recordings because the slow. It, it kind of captures their entire relationship through those recordings. It starts off with like auto being kind of, oh, this is my son, I have a lot of respect for this kid, he's a genius, but I'm I'm worried because he's always late, and I'm worried about him. And you can kind of, if you're listening to it from start to beginning, you A, can start to realize that Otto's, uh, you can start to see that Otto realizes that Peter Parker's Spider-Man from the very beginning, and B, you can start to, you can slowly see his, him basically deteriorate into the state of becoming the octopus of all things, so...
1: Yeah, and I I the one thing I really loved about the relationship is you can tell the writing is so great by the Insomniac team because there was a slight part of me throughout the whole game where I'm like, you know what they they're keeping us on this the toes with this universe. They're not going to what I knew as traditional Spider-Man lore. I know they they uh you know, had a lot of source material that's outside of kind of that 9 early 90s mid 90s Spider-Man I grew up on. And so I was on my toes where I almost thought like, Hmm, you know what? Um, they could make Octavius, uh, a villain down the line, but I'm like, I think he's going to do something with the tentacles. That's going to be like redemptive or very hero-like at the end of this game. Cause I thought they were building him up, um, for a large portion of the game. I thought he was going to have that redemption moment, which as we know, he never really had.
0: Yeah. And i see where you're coming from from that i i didn't even think that they were even going to get to the point where he was going to become the enemy because i thought we were just going to slowly see his body kind of crumble and then after that it it would kind of lead to some like i thought the end credit scene was going to be something like him for finally donning his eight metallic arms or, ha- or wh- what have you but They spun it in a And I I wasn't surprised when the big reveal happened, when you find out like that big prison assault scene, which was one of my favorite moments of the game, when you're actually going into when they release uh, Vulture and Electro and Rhino, when you're actually like swinging out to the prison. I thought that reveal was done very well. I wasn't completely surprised. But man, I was like, man, they revealed him way sooner than I thought.
1: Yeah, it was one of those moments where I wasn't sitting there being like in shock at what happened. Because you could see, you know, they're getting the Sinister Six together. They're going to have, you know, Octavius just pop up out of nowhere with the, the arms and the tentacles. But the really cool thing is I feel like just the way it happened where I wasn't sitting there in sheer shock. But I was sitting there and just like almost wanting to applaud being like the way they set it up. Peter's at the edge of that building. He's kind of looking over, has all the enemies closing in on him. And, you know, his his one way to escape is always he can make that jump. He can, you know, run away and get away with his web slinging. But then all of a sudden you have Octavius just pop up and rise out right behind him. And I thought that was one of the best shots in the it game. It
0: was a really good shot. And I, I, I honestly thought it was Fist the whole time that, who was just behind the scenes organizing all this. But it was, it was really interesting to see how they revealed it. And it was really interesting to see the motivations of how all the um the different Sinister Six villains joined up with Otto. And I liked how different they were. I liked how Rhino wanted to get out of his suit. I liked how Vulture – what was Vulture going for? Oh, he was dying. He had some type of cancer. I was going to say he's cancer. A, yeah. So he was trying to get the cure for it. Scorpion just wanted the money and a chance to kill Spider-Man. And you know, Electro just wanted pure energy. So I liked all their different motivations. It made it seem like, man, this is really believable because anyone Dr. Ock can really make this happen.
1: Yeah, and he uh and he, of course, then you have, uh, Doc Ock with his, uh, his motivation is to get back, get revenge on Norman Osborne, who is taking away his grant money, has made it so hard on him ever since they split up his partners. And I love that, uh, how they wrote, they had that be a part of the story, how, they're ex lab partners and they used to be in a business together. And I thought that was such a cool dynamic where you can, you know, they, they really set it off for when they finally see each other in person. And Norman sees him with his technology he's been building. And you see the sheer like fear in his face. I thought that was yeah. another really cool dynamic. I wasn't expecting to be into this uh, universe of uh, Spider-Man universe they built out. Yeah.
0: And I, I really enjoyed that as well. And it- and it, 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 it kind of pains me because I think they did a good job with Martin Lee also as a villain. I think they painted him out to be a very sympathetic character, but I just feel like Dr. Octopus just really overshadows him just because the amount of time you get to spend with Dr. Octopus. I kind of wish they would have done that with Martin a little bit in the beginning of the game, kind of fleshed him out more as a character. And that's actually another a complaint I have about Aunt May. I wish they kind of would have spent more. I would have played this game for – two more hours if they would have given me some like side missions even if you just delivering things for feasts just to flesh out aunt may and martin lee a little bit more
1: yeah lee i don't know i it it definitely seemed like they kind of threw in that whole um him killing his parents which i thought was a really shocking twist where i wasn't expecting that but they threw it in and sprinkled it in so late in the game where it was kind of right towards like it, it just seemed abrupt. And they had so much build up in the beginning with the demons, um, you know, him actually working at the uh, what is it? The feast center. Yeah, yeah yeah and him actually like being like the director there and um that really cool moment when you go into his room and you're you're able to find all the demon like masks and, and swords and finding the you know their energy source that they use and i feel like they spent a lot of time in, you know kind of the end of act one beginning of act two with that and then you know, had the terrorist attack, which also another shocking moment I did not expect to see in a game
0: like this from Marvel. And um, then I feel like his his story just was so Yeah, and then they kind of dropped it, right? It seems like after he was arrested and you take him down for the first time, they're just kind of like, oh, well, he's mad, but so is Dr. Octopus. And Dr. Octopus's motivations are way more deeper than Martin Lee's. But we still got Martin Lee's more fleshed out story towards the end, like you said. i i don't know i just feel like they kind of i really liked martin i would like to see more of martin being fleshed out that's my main complaint from his
1: well the real great thing though is that i this is absolutely only the beginning of of spider-man or maybe even a marvel universe uh that's hopefully you know playstation exclusive or just you know it, it gets on any platform but there's actually people on the uh, kind of some of the higher ups at Insomniac. I know I've heard in interviews um, say that they're like, this, w- this is our Iron Man. Like this is our chance to create something that could lead to a ripple effect of insane amounts of games down the line that are great and only build upon each other on this universe. Which gets me excited because you saw clues of other characters, but like picking up the uh, random uh Picking up the random card, business card for um, Murdoch, for Murdoch's law firm um, as a backpack uh, thing where I was like, oh, my gosh, if Daredevil was in this, that would be amazing. And it it just really gets me excited about the possibilities down the line for one, a a Spider-Man sequel, but then just two other Marvel. See
0: now, this makes me I I was thinking about this the other morning. Uh, This game definitely feels like an Iron Man playing it. It felt like this game was kind of something. A jump off to what the Marvel universe can really bring to video games. So I, I really thought, like, what if, what if Marvel could somehow get Insomniac to work on one of their games? Get, like, oh, I'm just throwing out names, or Rocksteady to work on one of their games. Get, like, a EA to work one of their games. And then, like, have a big culmination event where they're doing, like, the Scroll Scroll World War. Oh, sorry. And then they bring all of that, to bring all these studios. It will never happen in a million years, but it made me think like, man, I wonder if they're trying to go for something of that effect with trying to get a much larger world into your Xbox and into your PlayStation. And it also made me think, is PlayStation going to have their own MCU Uh, or uh, their own Marvel universe? Is Xbox going to have their own? Like, how is that going to play with this just being a PlayStation four exclusive? So I think, I think
1: Marvel games is, they're always going to have control, you know, the Marvel studio, if they want to build out a universe and have video games like this, they'll be able to do it. Now it's going to be a question of would they want to keep going with just a Sony exclusive or a Microsoft exclusive, you know, or would they want to go and switch it up and make it available across all platforms, I I'm, I'd be interested to see what they do. I mean, the fact that they're moving to a subscription service for their digital content with Disney makes me think that they don't mind about, they almost kind of enjoy the uh, kind of having the more of a, a barrier to get it because it's so, so popular. People are still going to invest in it, but I would love to see them build out and make other games. Now I'm kind of like, if it wasn't insomniac making the game, I would be cautiously optimistic but anything this Insomniac does in an open world setting, I am going to be I'm going to be sold on moving forward. I, well, I we're going to get nah. three
0: Spider-Mans. I, I just don't understand why we, we need to get a trilogy of this game. It's pretty evident that and we're going to get it. We're speculating right now. It's pretty evident that Miles Morales is going to play a big role in the second one. It, it hasn't been announced yet, but let's be honest. We're probably going to get a second one because they let all kinds of seeds out there. Norman Osborn is probably going to be the main villain in the second game. Um, they're probably gonna throw some other side care side villains in there for you to battle on your way up to Norman Osborn. I could possibly see like maybe them adding um, Lizard. Maybe I I don't know. It's probably say i mean sandman
1: could be really cool with next gen graphics um i mean i personally i I think mysterio would add such a unique element to the game because if they're going to keep the setting in in open world in new york again unless they build out and they do a different area in new york i think they're going to need an element a, a way to change setting a way to add in crazy locations all of a sudden i feel like having mysterio involved with a lot of the side missions a lot of the um actual collectibles you get an opportunity to kind of build in other worlds within new york city so it feels fresh and it's not the same yeah map.
0: i could totally see that because you you're right you are going to have to do something different with that location because I don't, I don't think they could play i don't think you could really play that new york setting for three straight games over and over again exactly. um i would be i would be curious to see a where they go it would be interesting to see if they do take Spider-Man out to the West Coast and maybe do like an Avengers West Coast type storyline. We'll see. It's just – it's hard because they did such a good job at establishing that New York universe. You know what I mean? So it'd be yeah. – I would be interested to see what exactly – and you might be right. That Mysterio that Mysterio thinks a good idea.
1: When, and I think they're they're gonna have the opportunity one there's a lot of other bureau boroughs of uh, New York that they didn't even do so you know you can cross some bridges you can move away I don't I don't know New York super well but I think there's a, a lot more area they can cover or maybe different neighborhoods that you know are a little bit more they can intertwine with the story so you don't need to be in the same um, areas but yeah I don't know I, I'm Really curious where they go with it. Um, I mean, they definitely set it up with Norman, and then actually seeing Harry in that tank with uh, symbiotes or whatever, Symbiot. you know, which classically leads to Venom. Um, so th- that I'm I'm curious. One of my biggest question marks going into it is: Are they going to have Harry be a center part of? game two right off the bat or would they have him be more in the background while norman's trying to save him and protect him and keep it a secret that he's in you know this condition and um and then it leads to more complications and bigger you know events in game three involving like a venom like
0: interesting to see if the symbiote even bonds with harry um, I, I, I think they that's what they're using to the symbiote's actually if, if you're not aware what we're talking about, we're talking about the cutscene at the very end where Norman Osborne puts and it was very confusing if you don't know the lore, but Norman Osborne just kind of puts his hand on the on a glass container filled with like some kind of green goo with a human basically naked in there with like hooked up to something. It looked like machines, but it turns out that it was actually a symbiote that was kind of encompassing his body. Uh, so it looks like, I don't even know if Harry's going to be bonded with the symbiote, but it's sound, but from the comic book lore, they might be combining the comic book lore with their own twist of events where, as you all know, Norman Osborn is killed. Um, and then maybe that spawns Harry to really embrace the symbiote towards the end of the second game. And then that will launch you fighting Harry venom in the third throughout the entire, in like an Epic, you know, end of the world type battle. Who knows? Who knows? But it,
1: I mean, I'd be curious even, too, uh, the way it kind of ends. And this is me just – I only watched it once, that cutscene at the end. But it almost seemed like Norman had his handout and the uh, symbiotes are like going kind of like pulsing out towards him. So maybe in game two, we actually get Norman that takes over kind of a, a Venom-like uh, character. And it's, you know, maybe after saving Harry and maybe it's Harry who takes up mm. being the Green Goblin. So I think there's a lot of ways they can mm, go. I this.
0: like that, too. That's Yeah, I like that, too. It, and that's what I like about this game is because they planted those seeds, right?
1: It's yeah, it's a TV show like that is it's the craziest thing where the main story I I've never had a feeling similar to watching like I'm watching Ozark right now and I'm I'm completely hooked by season two in that feeling of when you end an episode and just having that compulsion like I got to play another one like I've never been like that in video games usually I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna jump to some side content, let me get some collectibles and I'll get back to the main quest and kind of take my time. Like Spider-Man, I was like, I want to play just this main mission I was, all the way through. Yeah, and, and I was, was excited like to show.
0: jump from story mission to story mission. And usually most games, I'm kind of like, all right, this is dragging on. But like I said in the last podcast, even the small, like s- s- quiet, smaller story moments are really good. Like I had a fat smile on my face when Miles is delivering or is going from the feast center. Like he's trying to find... He's trying to find, like, antibiotics or something like that, and May thinks it's smart to send a 16-year-old out in a world full of protests and things like that. (laughs) Not even protests, like riots and things like that. Whatever. So Miles is going to – he picks up the antibiotics, and he, like, sees two convicts, escaped convicts, speeding up a helpless person. So he steps in, and, like, he squares his hips, and he punches the guy, and he has, like, just – Best Miles Morales quip, where he's just like, You want what does he say? He says, Like, you want some more, or you want to taste? You want to taste? You want to taste? You
1: want to taste? I just, I, and then, like, the like convict that.
0: runs away, and Miles just like says to himself, Like, man, I need to work on my superhero ba- or my fight banter. And, like, that moment for me, I was just like, Man, they were really capturing what makes these different characters great and what makes these characters so likable. And this is why people are drawn to Peter Parker. This is why people are drawn to Mary Jane Watson. These are why people are drawn to Miles Morales. This is why people are drawn to aunt may is because these little character moments that insomniac does such a great job of bringing out of these characters with their, with their fantastic writing.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really like hats off to insomniac for this, um, they built a believable Spider Man universe where I just I'm so excited to see where they can take this in the and future. And it captures it so being good.
0: in your twenties so well, I think. And I I'm getting to that well, I'm leaving my twenties, entering my thirties. Oh, 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 I'm gonna be retrospective <laughs> about my twenties. But it just seems like he's capturing like you don't really know where you fit in the world and you're trying to establish yourself, but you're still, you know, you're still grown and you still have these responsibilities and you just have to live life. I felt like that's what Peter Parker was doing. He was just living, you know what I mean? Like his mentor had turned his back on him. Uh, every every his girlfriend, you know, broke up with him because he was overstepping his bounds and he didn't really know where his lane was. His his great love figure was, you know, slowly like focusing on work and then she ends up passing away. Like it felt like real life in your 20s. And I think a lot of games forget that a lot of these character a lot of these video game characters forget that they're an act, they're trying to portray an actual person if that makes any sense
1: yeah, yeah no i I totally understand what you're saying. He wasn't a caricature of your typical macho, especially when it comes to a video game and superheroes. that's kind of the stereotypical like video game where it's some like every video game covers a macho guy holding a gun, looking off into the distance and it's kind of blurred out background. Like that's every Mm -hmm. first person shooter and superheroes used to have, you know, there's that, like I said, it's a stereotype. I don't believe it's the case, but there's a stereotype where it's just, Oh, just a bunch of, you know, big bulking guys who just fight each other nonstop. But I don't know. I just, there was a very human element to it. Peter Parker was funny he had a lot of uh, jokes, but he didn't take himself too seriously. But it was believable. And he seemed just like a thoughtful human being. And I think they made him really human and likable. And it's like, how could you not like him with all the spider cop <laughs> uh, quips back and forth? That was probably one of my favorite parts of the game. The ongoing joke. of Yeah, those were great. And
0: his cop. quips throughout his fights and like his ban the banter fight, the fa- fighting in the band. And it was always new. He, I never heard him repeat himself. And that's another thing I want to say. Yep.
1: Oh, so, so no, can we just talk about for a second how amazing it is that they were able to, depending on if you were swinging and flying through the air. Or if you're on the ground not moving, his voice would change. So he would sound strained if you were web-slinging. And the second you hit the ground and stop moving, his voice moves out. And he doesn't sound like he's when, actually swinging and running around. And I saw that... Re- One of the coolest things. Sorry, it, when I saw that reported
0: on Kotaku, I lost my shit. I can't even, like, sorry for my language, but I lost my shit. Because I was like, that is just... when. That's when you know that the developers behind a game truly love a game is when they do... Just little things like that, and it's not it's, I shouldn't say little when they do massively big like, that's gotta be a that's gotta be hard in development, you know what I mean, so it's like this massive like, game element, I don't know the exact terms for it that they added that's just such a small or minor detail, but it means everything to to a player like me,
1: yeah all, exactly all the little things. All the little things in this game, like the probably within the first 10 minutes of me playing, I'm web slinging around, kind of getting the hang of it. And I was like, you know what? No way. I'm like, no way they actually are connecting the web sling on buildings every time. It's probably just floating up and it's just some video game optical illusion. I go to picture mode and I literally, I probably took about 10, 20 photos in a row, watching myself web sling, pausing every few seconds.
0: It connects every single time. it's and just, we touched it's, on it a lot. And I, I don't want to just. The web slinging, I don't want to go over it again, but the web slinging in this game is simply <laughs> fantastic. Like how if you let off, if you release your web and press X at different angles, d- depending on where you are in your swing, it will release a different animation. So you could just really link up to make some really beautiful. It's almost like a freestyle. It should be like a sport, right? Freestyle web slinging because that's what I felt like I was doing. And it w- it just feels so goddamn good. I, can't, I cannot str- – if you have not played this game, if you're listening to this podcast, you just need to go purchase it just so you could feel the web slinging part.
1: It's worth. It's worth the purchase. Yeah, just I wish for I could do mechanic. it
0: all day. I wish I could, like, at work. I wish I could just pull out my switch <laughs> and just web swing just to like relieve some stress because it just feels that good.
1: Play yeah, web swing uh, oh, simulator. There's
0: a money maker right there. Web swing simulator. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. All say. right, Colin. What was your favorite moment of the game?
1: Ooh, um... If I had to pick a favorite moment, I don't, it's really difficult for me to pick. I guess if I had to go with like a big major story moment, I just loved the final fight with um, Octavius. And when you have Doc Ock, you're fighting the fight itself in the beginning. I was like, this is really cool, but it's something remarkable. But when they take away the HUD, they zoom in and you're going down that building and just in a fist fight with him. And your mask is ripped off. And I just thought that was one of the most memorable, coolest moments. And I was so glad they went to a more cinematic moment for that fist fight. And they didn't leave up the HUD. And it was just like, I, I it was one of the most movie like uh, yeah, moments.
0: You're in right. Game that Avengers. was a good moment. Uh, I have multiple ones. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to try to keep it quick. I love the boss battles in this game. I think the, I think games have a hard time of making boss battles fun. And I think that this game made them challenging but made them fun to the way where I wanted to play them again after I was done. I really liked the Rhino and I think it was Rhino and, Electro, no, Rhino and Scorpion and Electro and uh-huh. uh, Vulture. I loved those two, like, m- matching. And I, then I like how, it, like, then you went to Lee by himself and then you went to Octavius. I, 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 all the boss battles in the game were fantastic to me. Um, and I... My favorite story mode was probably like favorite story, mode. favorite story moment would probably be either between Mary Jane and Peter, their last scene together. I thought that was very I thought it was just touching, given like the amount, the journey that you go, you take with those two and that final moment with Aunt May. I think that I think that the game did a really good job with that. I cried. I, I actually cried. I teared up at it and I cannot remember the last yeah, God was, of War, actually. I cried at two video games this year. That's awesome. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> wow. That's 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 pretty high percentage there. But yeah, I mean, both understandably so. They both really pull at the heartstrings. And um, yeah, I felt like it was a really good build up to that moment. And you kind of like, oh, are they really going to do this to Aunt May and in it, it was, I really enjoyed the scene. I thought it was handled in a really great balance of it, having it hit you hard, but it also wasn't overly dramatic. Um, except for the, the when no, he takes the do it. endo and he's about to put it in, he's like, ah, no, I won't do it. Like that part was a little cheesy, but also it's a comic book game. And I, I want that element of cheesiness in it because yeah. at the end of the day, yeah, and you it's a comic it. and book. And I, I love you know? how
0: her last words was, you know, you won't. I'm, I'm, it wasn't like I love you Peter or it wasn't like I'm so it, it felt so real it was and it, like it didn't end with him like embracing her or anything it ends with him crying over her and her like leaning like she's not even facing him when she dies and I thought that was so powerful because that just kind of captures Peter Parker's just double life he couldn't really focus on what was going on with May because he was too busy yeah. trying to save the city and then when he had to everything in his hands to save May, he still can't do it because he has an obligation to this city. So I just think that it, it was just it was so good. It was so good to me.
1: Plus the fade out in it too, how it, you know, her uh she still has the heartbeat monitor that's going. It's going when he's laying there crying and then it, it fades out, the screen goes black and then all of a sudden you hear it flatline. Yeah. I thought that was also really well handled. And like I said it was it was a very You could tell they spent a lot of time probably crafting that scene because they're like, "How do we get you know have this really be a monumental moment in the game, but not drag things down?" It wasn't, and even Peter wasn't depressed
0: because I I thought the whole end game he would have some type of monologue or something talking, but he didn't say anything. He just kind of meets with Mary Jane at a cafe, and they seem fine. So uh, we'll see how her Aunt May's death weighs on him in the second game. I feel like that might be pivotal. For him, um, I feel like he—you
1: know—he's gonna hit, get hit on hard times, and like she was the one that would, you know, even when he was too uh, arrogant or you know just had too much pride, I should say, too much pride to ask for money, and she would give him money, knowing that you know he's basically homeless, and so th- one of his safety nets. Now that he has MJ back in the fold, you know he has a, a additional safety net for him, but obviously with their relationship, you never know where that will turn.
0: Yeah, and he has Miles and Rio, so he's got those two now, it seems like, and she was, I, I think they kind of set that up. I really hope you play as Miles in the second game.
1: See, I'm, I'm different, and it's funny. I was just going to ask you, like, what are kind of your hopes for the next game? Personally, the playing as MJ, playing as Miles, I, I wasn't crazy about the scenes. I enjoyed them just because you get their perspective, and like you're saying, you know, it actually gives – a pivotal plot point to MJ, not just being in the background. So I appreciated that. Um, but I really hope that it's, I, I want them to take a more God of war approach. And I want to see the next game where miles is your Atreus and he's following you around and it's computer. It's a computer uh, CPU that's actually playing. So you're not actually controlling him, but you're leveling him up at the same time. And I could really love to see, you know, Early in the game, you're having teaching him how to fight. You have all those training montages. And then just seeing Miles get more powerful throughout the game. And that even leads him off in the opening. Like, hmm, do they roll the dice? And maybe, you know, is Spider-Man 2 Peter Parker all about him? And then something happens where Miles has to be the main character in the next game. So I feel like it would just be interesting. But I also at the same time completely get why you'd want to play him. Because
0: Miles is a great character. Miles is a great character. And Miles is a kid. And I think it would be fun to play this game as a kid, like seeing New York through a kid's eyes and hearing, hearing like Miles, like what, you know, hearing his banter as he fights and things like that. But maybe that's not for not until the third game. Maybe we need another game with Peter Parker. But I feel like this game did a really good job with Peter Parker's story.
1: I could, I could also, yeah. And this was through and through Peter's story. I think they're going to continue Peter's story moving forward, but I could see them opening up like, Hey, eventually do we get like a miles as the centerpiece? And then you have Peter being kind of the cranky older, you know, mentor or something like that. So, I mean, they, they just have left themselves in such a good spot to really mold the universe how they want. I'm sure they already have a ton of ideas. And, um, I I know we're in good hands. We're with wherever, uh,
0: they want to take the story. Yeah, I I think we are too. I think it's just going to be more. I I want to see these are. This is my wish list. I want to see them bring another hero into the whole mold. I would love this, and I don't know how they do this, but I would love to see how. Like, I really want to see Daredevil in this game. I yeah. really think with this combat system, I think you could just you could focus on just gr- kind of grounding Daredevil, making him more of just using him to run up walls and then like maybe jump through. You know two buildings like wall jump in order to get on the roofs and then he can jump from roof to roof i would love to see some type of i would love to for this game to let me play a daredevil i would love or any other mcu or not mcu i keep saying marvel i'm so used to saying mcu any marvel universe character
1: yeah, I would love to see Dr. Strange, honestly. I mean, they um, they had their sanctum there in uh, New York. It's you know in the game, and I think he could add some really cool elements and building into my theory that Mysterio is going to be in the next game. And I feel like Dr. Strange versus Mysterio, having them with just being able to affect and uh, manipulate what's going on around the city could lead to some really cool stories.
0: Yeah, I w- I, it's endless, you know what I mean? I, I They can't go in... I guess I'm scared because I don't know what else you can do with an open world superhero game, and I don't know if they make Spider Man two. If it comes out in like the next two years, will it just feel like this one? Will we want another one? Is this the only one that we really need? Do we need another Spider Man? Um, so I, I guess I'm kind of skeptical about that. Still, I obviously I want to see another one. I see where the, want to see where the story goes, but I, I'm really nervous that when I play a second one, it's gonna I'm gonna be like, man, I just played this. Like similar with the Batman games. You know what I mean? Like Batman didn't start with the open world.
1: Yeah. I mean, what that was uh, Arkham Asylum was more, you know, different zone types. And um, I don't know. It's going to be I, I will definitely if, it, if this was a, if we get a basic carbon copy of part one in the story is anywhere even close to his captivating. I mean, I'm in I'm playing this. Um, who knows, though? Maybe we get surprised and they really are building out what they were like, this is our iron man. And next up is going to be our next game. And they build off this universe, but they go with a different hero. I don't think they'll do that just because it seemed like they spent so much time crafting, you know, setting up the second game where I I really don't see another Marvel game in this universe and this style happening anything else, but it's going to be Spider-Man too, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I, yeah. And I don't even know if we were even going to get any other characters, but, one can dream, right? One can yeah, dream. How
1: how dope would it be if like in the middle of
0: two all of a sudden Black Panther comes out of nowhere
1: and he's in it?
0: See, right? I don't want a Black Panther. I want I want like one of those heroes for hire. I want a Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones. I want one of those characters. Daredevil. I mean, like a uh, uh Moon Knight. One of those characters. I don't want I don't want a Black Panther. Keep him yeah. keep him in the square Give him his own game.
1: Yeah, no that that's true and and also I think that having the defenders involved actually opens up being able to keep it in New York cuz you know maybe you get Electra involved with this next game too and you know there's definitely some uh routes they could go where they bring in a lot gives a reason to have an influx of a bunch of new bad guys to come into the New York City area. So that's another thing. They got to keep it fresh in New York and the defenders kind of would add another element to it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, we'll see. We'll see uh either way i loved it great game uh, i go, i'm going to go back and forth for the rest of the year as i'm sh- shaping my game of the year list between this and ga- god of war but right now i'm i'm going to go i'm going to platinum this game i did not say the same thing when i finished god of war so
1: yep Um, no i'm i will i'll be doing the same and i'm going to be playing
0: all of the dlc like the day it comes out i will play the dlc that's how much i love this game we have uh the heist releasing on october 23rd we have the city that never sleeps and then finally uh what is this turf wars and silver lining so
1: which i take that back i will not be playing the day it comes out because that's the same day as red dead but i will be playing it after well
0: you know what we'll have a nice break from red dead at some no there will not be a break from Red Dead. What am I? Saying?
1: It will it, be a good. It will be a good uh, palate cleanser. You know, you, you want that open world uh, vibe. But the thing is, at that point, I will probably have already platinumed it, so it won't be the open world that's bringing me back. I don't know if I'll do a new game plus for a while, but new story content, new DLC, maybe some new challenges. I'm I'm game on that.
0: Yeah, I'll probably. This is going to be a good winter game. It's going to be a good winter game. It's going to be a good game when you know Captain Marvel. We don't have any uh, Marvel movies coming out in November. So probably I'll probably get back into that. We don't have anyone. We don't have a Marvel movie coming out until March. So we have a lot of time to play Spider Man.
1: We do, we do. And uh you know what? I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. It's it's, it's that good. So
0: that is our recommendation for you. Go buy Spider Man right now. Play that game. Yep.
1: It, and if you don't have a PlayStation 4, then go buy a PlayStation 4 and then go buy Spider Man.
0: Buy the PlayStation 4 Spider Man edition so you can get everything. You don't have to worry about yeah. it. And take yeah, and-, and take photos in photo mode. Yeah. It is a great photo oh, mode.
1: Oh, Good, good call. Had to shout that out too. Photo mode is incredible and so much fun. And I've never enjoyed a photo mode in a game really ever. And I all the time use it. So shout out to photo mode. They they did it right.
0: Oh, this game was great. The only complaint I have about this game was the open world. That's it. And it's it's and it's not even it's not their open world. It's that it's an open world game where it's just like there's a bunch of stuff collected. And it's not it's not Insomniac's problem, it's just a problem with games. So
1: Yeah. The 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 whole idea of that setup I totally get, but at the same time, at least they put love and dedication to each item. So, you know, you get a backpack that's the horn of the rhino when you've figured out how to beat him. And, you know, it fills in kind of the the stories of what happened for the eight years since I love that they didn't go with the origin story but they decided hey let's let's tell St- Spider-Man story from 8 years in on the job. So I thought that was they did a good job of filling in the blanks with only one to two sentences a piece with those backpacks. So that's also a pretty uh, impressive. I thing. love it. I love it. I love everything.
0: I love everything. I'm happy. Yep. I'm going to go play some more of Spider-Man.
1: Go play. I'm going to I'm going to do the same. I'm going to do the same.
0: Colin, what are you playing other than Spider-Man?
1: Um, other than Spider-Man, I have the, uh, Destiny Forsaken, uh, I've been playing a little bit of that, which their campaign, it's actually fantastic. It's basically just boss battles, super fun. Um, yeah, so I'm, I've been playing a little bit of that, but besides that, it's been Spider-Man and also I always have an itch to play Dead Cells. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if I jump into that a little bit as mm-hmm. well, but h- how about yourself?
0: Animal Crossing New Leaf. Ooh, yeah jump back in the animal crossing new leaf and dragon quest 11 which is delightful so oh,
1: nice is,
0: yeah. are you are you so are you slowly chipping away at uh at dragon quest i am i am probably like 20 hours in and now that spider-man's over that is what i'm going to focus all my time on i'm really liking dragon quest i'm the characters are phenomenal i'm laughing a lot in it there's this character named Silvando who's just this flamboyant just circus performer and he is giving me like some of my most genuine laughs of this year so So that's why I'm hearing all the giggling all the time lately (laughs) no that's just you you do that all the time I'm a giggler so Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been another episode of the Donkey Kong Artist. It has run longer than we wanted it to, but that is how much we love Spider-Man PlayStation 4. Make sure you pick that up. And also, while you're playing PlayStation 4, you can listen to our podcast, which are on SoundCloud. So follow us on SoundCloud. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, yeah, follow us Instagram. on everything.
1: And while you're going and getting all the rest of those collectibles in Spider-Man, you know, throw throw it on mute and listen to some
0: Donkey Kong artists. Or if you're playing Dragon Quest and you're listening to that terrible music, just turn off the music, grind while you're listening to some good old beautiful my voice. Thank you, everyone, for this. listen to beautiful Edmund's voice. Edmund's voice is beautiful. We love you. Bye, 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 bye.